those that have came out and worship with us today. We thank you for those that have participated in the time of prayer, the time of singing. We just thank you, God, for an opportunity to worship you with our giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that you will touch our hearts and our minds, and that the word will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are now on to the fourth part of our series called Ghost. And if you remember, Ghost um, is just the, the title, but really what we were talking about is how fear tries to overcome us and cause us complications. to uh, emphasize how although a ghost is just an apparition or, uh, or a spirit or something of a person that we have believed to become manifest, also it is a nebulous type of thing whereby it has this shadowy or cloudy look and so it causes an uncertainty which initiates Fear. We talked about the fear being the distressing emotion aroused by impending danger or uh, evil or pain. And whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling of fear is always true. Then we also talked about if we do not understand and come under control or be able to deal with our fear, it can get to an extreme where we then begin to deal with phobias. And we talked about that extensively before. And so we want to go and talk about, as our final uh, thing, we talked about the fear of people. We talked about last week, we talked about fear of rejection. And Today we're going to talk about one that I'm quite sure that we have all had to interact with, which is fear of failure. And as we look into our same scriptures, I want to remind everybody about the remedy for this, which is 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 16th and the 17th verses. It says, From now on, therefore... We regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Our remedy is understanding that we have this newness because we have accepted Christ in our life. And because Christ is in our life, the things that are in the past are in the past, and we have victory over the past because we are new. And so let's go ahead and look at the set of scriptures that we have been using for this series. Episode number four, final episode. Matthew 14, 
starting at that 22nd verse, and it says this. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by the time, by this time, was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. And immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart in his eye. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, saying, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, help me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Father, we thank you for your word. When we talk about failure, failure is a lack of success in doing something. It is coming short of a performance standard that we have set for ourselves or that others have set for us. It may be something that we are accountable for and blamed for or someone else may be to blame. And sometimes we have a sense of failure when we have not actually failed. So when we hear the word failure, we always have this tendency to think of it as a bad thing. But I want to tell you today that failure is not necessarily a bad thing. We've heard of Thomas Edison, and Thomas Edison, when he was uh, working on the light bulb, he, he said that he tried 9,099 times and found out that that wasn't the way to make the light bulb. And the 10,000th time, he found out that was the way. So I want to tell you that failure is nothing more than the opportunity to show you the direction not to go. Doesn't mean to stop trying. It doesn't mean to give up. It just means I need to make some adjustments. So for instance, if I was playing football, for instance, and I was running the ball and I didn't score a touchdown, that doesn't mean that I should give up. That means I need to try again. If I have tried to get a, a, a job somewhere, that doesn't mean that I should give up trying to get a job. It just means I need to make some adjustments so that I can get the job. Failure does not become complete until you stop trying to succeed. 
Failure does not become complete until you stop trying to succeed. I like that, so I'm gonna say it one more time. Failure does not become complete until you until you stop trying to succeed. And it's just that simple. Until you stop trying, you have the potential to succeed. Y'all hear me? And so, as we look at our story, we heard about uh, the fear of the people. They were all sitting on this boat and everybody's wondering what's going on and nobody really wanted to get out the boat until Peter said, Lord, it is you bid me to come. And he told him to come on. Fear of rejection. As Peter was walking on the water, he realized that the wind and the wave that was coming up against him, he shouldn't have been able to walk on the water. So he was rejecting what God had told him to do, and so he started to sink. And then he started falling into the water. And as he started falling into the water, this fear of failure that he was not able to do what Jesus said that he could do began to overcome him. But then we see that Jesus reached out, grabbed Peter's hand, helped him up, and they continued to go. So the thing, the point, the one thing I don't want y'all to forget, because you are new in Christ, you can now walk in the power of success. You can walk in the power of success. You shouldn't be afraid to fail because you know that God has your back and he's not going to allow you to keep on falling. Just as you saw Peter fall, he was falling, but Jesus reached out and helped him and ensured that he could never totally fail. So in other words, failure is never final. But it is a part of restarting and adjusting and making the positioning different so that you can go forward. So that was one of the first lessons that we learned. If you think about it, you when you was a child, let's go even smaller, when you was a baby and you first learned to crawl and after, I know y'all remember this when y'all was crawling. Mm. And then you got a little older and you said, I want to be like everybody else and I want to walk. And you helped yourself up and you were balancing and fell right back on your diaper. <laughs> and you got yourself back up and you did it again. And then you finally learned how to steady yourself. And once you learned how to steady yourself, then you start doing like everybody else around you and took a step. And a lot of times when a baby takes that step, what do they do? They lose their balance and they fall. And 
sometimes when the parents are teaching the baby to walk, they'll walk over there and help the baby up. And then once they help the baby up, what do they do? They let him go. And they let him step again. And what did you usually do? Fall again. Then they don't say, you just all messed up. You can't walk. You, what is wrong with you? They know that it's a process that they have to go through for the baby to what? Learn how to Amen. walk. Same process that we have to go through, but we have received information that if you don't do it, if you don't get it right the first time, then you are a failure. But remember, failure is not final. Failure is not complete until you stop trying. So you make the adjustments that are necessary. You do the things that are necessary for you to go forward. And we don't look at the baby and say, okay, I'm going to just keep walking behind him with my hands under his arms and, and keep trying to let, let him walk. We allow the room for him to make the adjustments and to figure out for himself what he needs to do to make sure that he has balance so that as he progresses, he can get the strength that's necessary for him to be able to be successful and walking. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many of y'all had a tricycle when you were coming up, but folks would get on the tricycle and then it became time to get on the bicycle, but it really wasn't a bicycle, it was a quadcycle because you had these two little wheels sticking off the side in order to help you learn how to balance yourself. But once you learned how to balance yourself, they took the training wheels off and when they took the training wheels off, some of us crashed because we didn't have those training wheels to lean on. That's my little brother used to do that. He used to ride on the training wheels. But as time went on, then you were able to ride the bike. So we don't want to hinder the child and God doesn't want to hinder us because our faith is what causes us to grow. Our confidence in knowing that God's going to do what he said he's going to do causes us to progress in what God has for us. So as we begin to walk with God, we see that he has even put it in his word about this process. In Proverbs, the 24th chapter, and the 16th verse, it says it like this. It says, For a just man falls seven times and rises again. A just man rises, uh, falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in the times of calamity. A just man falls. I know a lot of us would just wish that God wouldn't let us fall, but through the falling process, we learn how to balance ourselves. We learn how to depend upon God and say, God, I need help, and he provides direction. Sometimes he allows us to go through the process again so we can learn that we need to depend on him and us simultaneously. And what I mean by depending on us is that I need to have the willpower, the confidence that I know that God's going to work this out for me, but I need to go in the direction that he'll have for me to go. I need to do what 
I can't get what God has for me if I'm not where God needs for me to be. And so as I'm going, I'm realizing that this is what I got to do. I know God's called me to do this. I know he's with me, but things keep trying to block me and cause me to believe that if I'm a, if I fail, then I'm not successful, but I can't not be successful unless I stop trying to do it. Mm -hmm. If you have in your mind, if God is telling you that there's a business that he has birthed in you, and you go ahead and you start doing the things that are necessary to run that business, and you start beginning to operate that business, and things don't go the way that you expected them to go, that doesn't mean that the business is not successful. It means you need to make adjustments because if God's called you to do it, he's provided you provision in order to accomplish it. So we have to walk in knowing, all right, I, I, might, I might need to, let's say, let's say I'm, I'm a, a restaurant and I'm serving all these different items, but I, I'm, I'm not having success. So maybe I need to cut back on my items and maybe specialize on certain things. And maybe I need to make some adjustments on my advertising. I need to make some adjustments so that I can continue to go forward. And so we have to get that in our minds that it's not about being 100% successful the very first time. I know they had these seminars and things where a guy will get up there and say, you know, if you do this like me, you can have, you can be a millionaire in, in certain amount of time and you know I got all the success but he didn't tell you about the times that when he first started that folks were slamming doors in his face and telling him no and but he just kept persisting he kept making adjustments and now he's able to tell you that you can be successful but a lot of times they don't want to tell you the hard part of the success they don't want to let you know that this is not easy success is not easy the weight of success is not light. A lot of people think just because you have some money that it's going to eliminate your problems. But I remember I heard a song, I think one rapper said, more more money, more problems, isn't there something like that? Y'all know that stuff. I ain't, you know, I, I ain't all on that. I know I can't, I can't hit no rap stuff like y'all. But, but, but you know, you know, they say more money, more problems. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else said, I got 99 problems and, not, and money's not one. You know, so then you can say all these different things, but the problem is, in that situation, is that they don't tell you about when you started, when they started. Especially in the rap game, they how, how many times they were going against and how many times people said no and how many people they were competing against and they just stayed persistent, consistent, and kept going and kept going and said, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do everything that I need to do. It's the same thing as we want. You want to be more what God has called you to be. You got to get in closer with God. And guess what? As you try to start to get closer with God, things start pulling on you. Responsibilities start pulling on you. Things start trying to get in your way and trying to distract you to go in the, in the different directions. And, and you just got to say, I'm gonna, if I'm going to be what I know God's called me to be, I have to stay focused on what God has called me to be. One of the things that we run into a problem with is 
the word no. I used to tell folks, if you are, if you accept the first no, then it's your fault. If you go to do something and somebody tells you no and you accept that no, it's your fault. Because folks like to tell you no because they don't want to do the work to help you to get where they are. Folks will tell you no just to see if you want to be persistent. Folks will tell you no just to see how that's going to affect you. But if they see you still going at it, they'll... Next thing you know, the first one that told you no will be the one to come around and help you. Say, I've been watching you. I see what you're doing. I'm here to assist you. I'm gonna, I already got this set up for you. I just want to see what you're going to do. I just want to make sure you just wasn't one of the ones that was just talking noise. And they begin to do that. It's the same thing with God. As you begin to seek God's face and things start telling you, you know, you're not able. You can't do it. You're going to be unsuccessful. And as you're seeking God's face, and you're saying, God, I just want to be more like you. I want to know more about you. And all these things are coming against you. God starts raising you above the things that are trying to pull you down. Mm -hmm. And trying to tell you that you're not able. That you're a failure. That you can't do it because of who you are. But God says you're more than a conqueror. You're more than victorious. You're more than anything that comes against you. Like I told you last time, greater is he that is within you than anything that's outside of you. And if you walk in the power of he that's within you, he will give you the direction that you need to go in. And so as we look at how this goes, it says that a just man, a man that is justified in God, even falls. But guess what he does? He fell seven times. But guess what he did? He got up again. He fell eight times, but guess what he did? Gets up again. Because his confidence is not in the fact that he failed. The confidence is in the fact that if I keep persisting, something's going to happen, something's going to change. I'm going to make the necessary adjustments so I can get to where I need to get to. A lot of times, something happens in our lives, and we try to put a period and say, that's the end. But sometimes we need to realize that all it needed to be was just a comma. Okay. Something that we just need to pause on and then figure out where we need to go to continue the rest of the story. A lot of times we start having conflict and we just say, this is it. We hear a lot of relationships, they, they, they have this disagreement and it's like, okay, I'm just quitting, I'm just leaving. But no, no, let's, 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 put, let's pause and let's have a discussion. Let's see what adjustments that we can make so that we can go forward in what we need to do. And so that's what we have to do. A lot of times we want to call it. We want to give up. We want to let failure have victory in our lives. But remember, failure is not final unless you don't give, unless you do give up. Therefore, if we can continue to get up, we can win. If we continue to persist, we can win. Because we are related to the comeback kid. Y'all okay. heard of the comeback kid? I'll tell you the most, the, the biggest example of the comeback kid. His name is Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he was dead. 
and all the world, all the demons, all the devil, everybody have put a period at the end of that. Said Jesus is dead. But actually it was a three-day comma that he had. Because at the end of three days, guess what? He got up with all power in his hand and he had victory over death, hell, and the grave. When you become new in Christ, you have that same comeback ability that Jesus has because greater is he that is in you. And because he's in you, he has given you that comeback ability. So when the enemy tries to tell you this is a period, you say, no, it's just a comma. It's, there's an expression that we use today that says the, the, the answer is delayed, but it is not denied. I'm just going to keep on going because I know the answer is coming and it's going to be for my good and for God's glory. And so as we walk through that and as we're moving through that, as we're going through that, we must realize there's very two things that we need to be locked into. These two things will help us to overcome fear of failure. The first thing that we must believe is, the first thing to help us to believe, I mean, to overcome the fear of failure is, what do we believe? What do we believe? And the second thing is, who do we trust? What do we believe and who do we trust? First, we must believe that there is no failure in God. If you have confidence there's no failure in God and you're in God, so guess what? There cannot be any failure in you. We have to ensure that our faith, our confidence in knowing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do is anchored in that fact. There's no failure in God. God is going to accomplish what he said he's going to accomplish. I'm his child, so I will be able to accomplish what God said I can accomplish. So if we fail, that means that God is a failure, and we already know that he's not. So that is an impossibility because there's absolutely no failure in God. It's impossible for him to fail. The things that are impossible for man are possible for God. So we understand this so we can operate in that. Hebrews, the 6th chapter, the 13th through the 18th verse says it like this. <clears throat> it says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath. So by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. God said it like this. You know how some folks will say something like, on oh, my mama, I promise you. 
all my daddy's grave, all my grandmother's grave, because there's something greater, something that folks hold in higher esteem than themselves. God says, ain't nothing higher than me. So I'm telling you, because I said it, this was going to happen. Guaranteed. Take it to the bank. The check will, they ain't even going to be in the mail. It's already deposited. Yes, and so right. because you understand that, you can walk in that. And so that's what he's saying in Numbers, the 23rd chapter, the 19th verse. It says it like this. It says, God is not man that he would lie, nor is he the son of man that he would need to change his mind. Has he not said it and will he not do it? Has he not uh, spoken and will he not fulfill it? God has said this is what's going to happen if I said it's going to happen. Isn't there something that we used to do when we, when we, when we were uh, dealing with folks? We used to say, I guarantee. And then we would do everything to make it happen. That's the same mindset. God says, there's no failure in me. So if there's no failure in me, you're in me. So guess what? You will not fail. Because God's word is true. God's word is never failing. You can know that you don't have to be afraid of failure. You make the necessary adjustments for whatever is coming against you, and then you can have victory over it. Remember what we talked about. I'm going to hit you with it this last time. We're going to call it a day. You have to what? Face it. Then you trace it. Then you can erase it. But if you're so scared of failure, if you're so scared of rejection, you're so scared of people, you're going to be boxed in. You're going to be crawling over here talking about, I can't do anything. I, I can't do anything. But you have to know who you are. And you face it and you say, I'm more than a conqueror. Because I'm more than a conqueror, I have victory. I might have to make adjustments in how I deal with this, but I'm still going forward. I'm still going to progress. I'm still going to be successful because I know that I have the victory. There is no way that people, rejection, or failure should be able to hold us back. Uh, uh, there's an expression that says, I can, now see, I'm messing it up in my head. I can't lose with the stuff I use or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Because you are dependent on God. God has your best interest at heart. He wants success, but things have happened in your past that are still trying to hold you back. And we have to walk in the power of who God is. God has control. He has victory. He has everything that we need to live a life of righteousness and godliness. So, be confident in who you are. Know that you are new in Christ. And because of that, people, rejection, failure, have no victory in your life. And as we're closing out, I'm hitting you with it one final time. Psalms, the 91st chapter. I want you to lock this into your spirit. It says this in the ESV. It says, He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Remember I told you King James says a secret place, the place that nobody knows about. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say... To the Lord, you are my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. 
And it says, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. It says he will cover you with his pinions, which is his, his wings, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. It, it protects us. I don't even know if you got all that there. But it, it, it becomes your protection. He is your protector. He keeps you in all things. Remember I told uh, uh, y'all that's been in the Bible today, I told you my favorite verse is Isaiah 26 and 3. It says, Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because I trust in thee. You have peace because you trust God. And when you trust God, he causes everything to be at peace with you. Because you know you have the victory. Fear of people, not a problem. Fear of rejection, not an issue. Fear of failure, no power over me. Because Christ lives in me. I dwell in his secret place. And he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my shield. He is my buckler. I'm hidden in him and he in me. And because of that, I have no fear. Fear will come, but because of who I am, my mind will not rest in it. My mind will not settle in it. My mind will focus on God and knowing that I have victory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the victory, which is even our faith. We thank you, God, that we have victory over people, victory over rejection, victory over failure, we have victory over fear, we have victory over depression, we have victory over anything that will try to pull us from walking in all that you have designed for us to do. So God, we thank you now for your word of encouragement, and that we will apply it to our hearts, and God, that we will seek your face to know you even more, that we can walk more confidently in who you have designed for us to be. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.